Hi everyone, welcome to the Bright Morning Podcast. I'm Elena Aguilar. And this is our special edition podcast series on how to feel better. All right, folks, so this week we are on step two of how to feel better, which is about exploring your emotions. So today in your packet, you have probably one of my favorite activities that I have engaged folks in for a number of years around exploring your emotions. And it's an activity called Have Your Emotions for Tea. So what can you do with emotions? How can you engage them? Remember, engagement is the term that I like to use for how we can interact with, respond to our emotions. Some people sometimes talk about controlling your emotions or managing emotions or regulating emotions. I don't like that terminology because I think it references and emerges from a an economic structure which is destructive it is a those are terms that emerge from industrialism and capitalism which is an economic system that has dehumanized people and destroyed many people and communities and the earth and so i don't use those terms i like to use the phrase how can we engage with our emotions because i like to think about them as friends and the first thing that you can do, just as you would do with someone you consider to be a friend, is to get to know them. You can't really take action until you know them and you know what they're about and you know what they want you to do. So today we're really thinking about how do you develop a relationship with them. And just like with humans, the sort of prime way, the central way that we develop relationships is through communication. It's through listening to each other. It's through sharing, talking and listening. It's this wonderful thing about being a human being that we have these resources that we can engage with each other in this way. So you will be identifying an emotion that you want to have over for tea. Pick one of the core emotions and then you're going to be planning this tea party deciding what kind of tea you want to serve, snacks, whether you're going to have blankets, whether you're going to light a fire, or maybe it's a gorgeous spring day and you're going to throw a blanket down outside and you're going to sit in the sunshine, listen to the birds while you get to know each other. You're also going to be determining what you want to ask this emotion and also what you want to tell it, what you want to share. Now, Let's talk about boundaries. When you have friends over, real like human friends, right? There are unspoken norms for behavior. You might even sometimes set some boundaries. Like you might say, let's sit in this room and let's just be sure to keep our voices down because the baby is sleeping. Or you might say, um, you know, I'm so glad you came over today. I'm having a hard day. I don't really want to talk about that right now. Maybe I will later. A lot of times we set boundaries when we have friends over. Um, they may be spoken or unspoken. And when you go over to someone's house, you know, there's sort of mm, 
behavioral norms that you follow. Like if you come over to my house, you will see that we ask you to take off your shoes before you come in. Those kind of things, you know, the things that are spoken, not spoken. Um, when you go to someone's house, you know that you don't like rampage through the house and tear things down. You know, you don't stay forever. Like you're not squatting in their house. You're not going to stay. You're not going to sleep on the couch forever. So similarly, when we have emotions over to visit for a tea party, there's boundaries that we might communicate or that we can also assume they will be willing to adhere to. When your emotions come over, they don't get to have the run of the house. They don't get to stay forever. So I, I say this because you might want to have an emotion over that you are apprehensive about, like anger or sadness or fear. I mean, you are absolutely welcome to have happiness, love, you know, over. But you may say, actually, I really want to get to know shame. I really want to get to know shame. Your choice, absolutely your choice. Let's say you have anger over, okay? And you really listen to anger and you understand what anger wants to tell you. You can expect anger to still adhere to some boundaries. This is actually... A really good moment for me to make a distinction between anger and aggression. Those are two different things. A lot of times we're afraid of anger or we think we're afraid of anger, but we're not afraid of anger. We're afraid of aggression. Aggression is the expression of anger. Anger is an emotion. It comes and it goes. It has information for us. We can express it in many ways, right? We can express our anger through throwing things and breaking things, screaming at someone. We, we can express our anger at ourselves by being really critical and judgmental and harsh on ourselves. That's the expression of anger. And that's different. There's a distinction there. I know it might, it might feel really hard to get that, but I think as you explore anger, you will, or explore any emotion, you'll get this, you, you'll start exploring that difference between the emotion and the expression of it. You know, anger, here's the thing. When we listen to anger and we learn from it, anger is often trying to tell us that a boundary has been crossed. And then it wants us to take action. Here's what we want to be always listening for. What is the action that the emotion is trying to tell us it wants us to take? Often there's more than one action it's suggesting, but emotions are trying to give us information that will influence future decisions, future actions. So what is anger trying to tell us? Often anger wants to tell us to take action, right? It, it Sometimes anger, when it's um, not being fully heard, might be getting, we might be hearing only part of the message and hearing, oh, we think anger is saying, pick that up and smash it. Usually that's only a fraction of what anger is trying to tell us. This is why we have to really explore and listen and be patient. But so anger is often trying to tell us a boundary has been crossed. Take action. Do something. Say something. Which is really great, right? Anger can provide us with the nudge or the fuel to correct injustice. 
it can provide us with a, a with the the fuel to advocate for ourselves to stand up to something or someone anger can also be a mask for sadness and sometimes anger is actually asking us to slow down enough so that we can feel the sadness and often anger is both of these things. It's a mask for sadness and a cue that a boundary has been crossed. So if we have anger over for tea and we listen to it and we can understand it, then remember part of having someone over for tea is that you speak, you share. You might want to say, okay, thank you so much for sharing that. I am going to talk to this person or I'm going to take that action. Or yes, I recognize I was hurt by that thing someone did and I'm going to take action to remedy that pain. And then you can say, you know, anger, thank you so much for that information. It was so good having you over. And often the thing with anger is we get really scared that it won't leave. But often when we listen to anger, and we share, you know, we use active listening, say, I heard you, and this is what I'm going to do. Then anger, like, just gets up and says, you know, okay, great. Thanks for having me. I'm going to, I can walk myself to the door. You don't need to get up. You can take a nap, you know, or it's going to, like, give us a hug and say, all right, bye. Thanks for having me. And it'll walk out by itself. That's why, in a sense, I want to encourage you to maybe this is an opportunity to explore one of the uncomfortable emotions, because I can almost guarantee you that if you actually really patiently listen, and if you share what you hear, and you share, you know, maybe there's some action you're going to take, then your emotion will likely leave by itself. So... The fear that it won't leave is it, it, what happens when we get afraid of anger not leaving or we get afraid of fear not leaving is that that kind of pushes us into a new emotional cycle and we have feelings about the feelings about the feelings. Then we can feel angry that we're afraid that fear won't leave. Do you see how that how that just keeps snowballing? So sometimes when we turn towards our emotions and we explore them, we can actually start recognizing all the emotions on the periphery, all of the additional cycles of an emotion that we can tumble into. This is the opportunity today. Have your emotions to tea. Now, again, you can do this many times. So maybe you want to start with one that feels a little easier. That's absolutely fine. And maybe you actually want to save one of the more challenging emotions, the ones that you think are going to be more challenging for the weekend. That could be fine too. See what happens as you start even exploring the idea of this party. All right, friends, I'm really eager to hear about your experience this week. How is your exploration going I am really active on social media during this program, so hop over onto one of our platforms. I've got questions there every day to hear your reflections, your experiences, 
thank you for being in this. I'm so grateful for all the messages that I'm getting from you around how this is resonating and what it's meaning to you. And thanks also for all of you who are sharing this with friends and family members. It means so much to me. And I'm loving the messages I'm getting from new folks who are sharing why they're doing this program, what they're hoping for. All right, everyone, take care, be well, and I'll see you back here tomorrow.